There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Snowdrops bud in the crisp air. The first signs of garden life surround redwood picnic benches at the moon underwater. I'm Robbie Knox and I'm the landlord of the Moon Underwater, a mystical place where guests create their dream pub. Thanks. How's your week been? What have you been up to? It's been nice. Yeah. Just been, I went to the spa. As in the supermarket or the place where you relax? Supermarket. Yeah. Supermarket. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Just stocked up on some. Some stuff. Some, some that's, food. Oh, drink. That's good. Yeah. Any nice Got food? Got my oat milk. Yeah. Nice food? Yeah. Any specifics? The, uh, the bread. The bread. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Because it's, you know. Do you know what? Locally. I've been looking forward to seeing you actually, Dan, mm. because I read your article in the Financial Times the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I did. I mean, personally, I took, you know, it's funny. I'd almost forgotten I'd done it. Yeah, I mean, personally, I don't know a great deal about Black Wednesday. Could you like briefly summarise the geopolitical and financial circumstance that led to Britain withdrawing from the exchange rate mechanism on the sixteenth of September, nineteen ninety-two? Yeah, well, I, I mean, it is it's good. It's good for you to get the full thing. You need to read the article. Yeah, it goes into quite a lot. Just summarise it. Just to... so there was, in summary, there was problems with inflation. And there were also, you know, interest rates were extremely high. There were, um, uh, you know, Thatcher was in a bit of trouble. Well, Thatcher left, obviously, by then. It was John Major just <laughs> taken over. So there was a little bit of instability there. Um, Do you know what I've never understood? Yeah. Is how the high interest rates the Bundesbank set in the early 90s to counteract the effects of reunification affected things. Well, that is complicated. Is it? Yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're not going to explain it? I mean, it... It would take. A, I mean, it's, it's a bit dry. I, I can yeah. I can go into it. Can if you? If you want later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what? Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to hear this. But who is that strolling in with a confidence swagger? It's comedian Morgan Reese. Hello, oh, hello, Morgan. Oh, sorry, we've just interrupted a 
chat we were having, Dan and I were having about um, yeah. about economics. And oh, stuff. I, 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 I caught a snippet of it. Did you? Yeah, I caught, was eavesdropping a little bit. <laughs> I'll be honest, with you, that, that sort of chat sounds like the sort of chat you would have either as the pub was opening or closing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a mid, mid, middle of the night time, is yeah, it? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, First of all, well, you're you grew up in Wales. Grew up in Wales. Grew up in the Welsh Valleys. That's me. That's a good a good selection of pubs in in Wales. A, a varied selection of pubs in Wales. Yes, a very varied. Yeah. Well, my, I grew up. My, there's the family pub. I had the family pub <gasps> growing up. My auntie Becky on the flads in Trelewis. Oh, nice. Wow. And uh, it was renowned for being really rough. <laughs> but I knew it as this, it was a family place. It's where you go and see your family. So to me, just it has connotations of joy and yeah. family and all that. But um, it turns out it's a very quiet pub for a reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you? How often did you? Were you there? Were you? Were you in there quite a lot growing up? Then visiting? Yeah, you? yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I'm gonna go and see Auntie Becky, and my cousins were the same age. You know, yeah. So like, oh, I'm gonna pop over there and go and watch some guys. And I, I loved it. I grew up in pubs. I love this. Uh, and then just going around all the other ones, and you go, oh, they're all actually quite alike in Murfordville. <laughs> <laughs> so did Auntie, Auntie Becky have to be quite tough then if it was a bit of a rough... I would never get on the wrong side of Auntie Becky. Really? <laughs> I'd actually say that about all the she women in my so family. so lovely, Auntie Becky. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not one of those people. I, I grew up with strong women. Not, sort of, not yeah. like every, everyone did. <laughs> women yeah. are strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... My was are really, really strong. Auntie think Becky's another level of strong. Right. All of them as well. All the men are short and all the women are massive. <laughs> really, I, they've all got um. They've, uh, they've, I say they've not got a type. They've got a pattern. And it's a, uh, it's uh, So I grew up in pubs. I adore pubs. Ah, oh, yeah. brilliant. And where you when you went around there to play with your cousins and sort of that? Are you? Literally in the actual pub. Yeah, in the, be- in the beer garden, oh, you know, brilliant. dancing around the pub, going, get off of the bar, we don't be able to find the bar. Fabulous. Looking up, you know, you know, cocking your head and going, I could pull that one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was talking about the person. Did you ever end up working there or, or was it just purely to No, I never did. Worked behind the students' union bar all throughout uni, but no, that's oh, very different than a pub, isn't it? Where were you at uni? I went to the University of Bath. So okay. mathematics there. Yeah, how nice. Yeah, that's my background. I only, only stopped doing math- mathematics my day job about two, uh, two weeks ago. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What were you doing? What's, what is mathematics as a day job besides well, teaching I was, I was mathematics? I data. I used to work in big data. Wow. So uh, I worked in a, a data matching sort of thing. I, um, I, I loved it because I loved mathematics. I adore comedy and being creative, but I love mathematics. Are you good at maths now? I was good at pro- in primary school. And then I got <laughs> to secondary school and, and um, it got much harder. I got a B yeah. and A level. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Oh, I got to be at GCSE. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. If what was the work in the student union like? It was great. <laughs> it was superb. Met my first girlfriend there. You know, all the rugby boys would come straight because I played rugby as well. The social sector. So yeah. They yeah. would all race over to me going, can we get free drinks? It's like, obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously don't say that in front of the manager. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember they, when when... We were at uni, we went to University of East Anglia together in the 90s. And I remember there, you'd occasionally go to someone you knew at the bar and buy a drink. And then you'd come back and the change wasn't quite there. There was <laughs> yeah. something 
I'm never part of this, but I was like, oh, I think they've... Yeah, you get, sometimes you get more change than you'd given them money in the first yeah. place. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 Especially yeah. if it's really busy at the bar. I yeah. mean, yeah. if any of my manager from uni was listening, do you yeah. know what? They might have gotten, when they ordered 10 Jaeger bombs, there might have been an 11th there, That's, you know? It just happens. It's, it's fine. It's hard to remember the yeah, numbers. Yeah, my hand slipped yeah. every time I picked yeah. up an extra glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't know maths. You, can, you yeah. can't be expected to get the uncounting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Once you started going to pubs as a pub punter, what were your sort of first memories of that? I would say my first, actually, I've gone through different levels of sort of pubs. I would say like going to the pub pub. I would actually say post-uni. Right. So it, I would say throughout uni, it was student union mm, bar yeah. or you go to propaganda or wherever the uni night was sort of thing. So again, I wasn't really pubs. And again... Growing up as a kid, we would go to the pub in sixth form, you know, the one that would let us. And it was just a family pub that yeah, would yeah. let you have one or two. But when I was going out, oh, we're going to the pub, I would say, your first job after uni. And that was when I lived in Bristol. And uh, that's where I met the, uh, uh, Robin Allender. We were friends wow. years and years. Oh, wow. we, got, oh, we did comedy together. And oh, we, used to run a, we used to run a night in the pub in Bristol. And that, that, Bristol is where I fell in love with pubs. And obviously doing the nature of the job. But after uni, yeah, started going out to pubs and oh, yeah. Bristol's a great place for pubs, isn't yeah, it? Sort of Superb. I think I've been spoiled. I yeah. Think yeah. That, that, that was the first place I moved to after uni. I've not been there that that often, but I remember going, I was there early in the year and I went on a a boat fully of cider. <laughs> a, I imagine this was I just drunk this, yeah that yeah, was it my yeah. land, my, my, that was my first ever landlord you know, <laughs> he used to own went, the apple oh wow yeah right on the riverfront it's brilliant you just said are you, I went on a boat fully of cider yeah it only sells yeah. cider it's like a cider oh, right. boat yeah 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 or on a straw. lake of cider <laughs> and you just put a glass off the side like Willy Wonka makes more sense they had a huge variety of it didn't they it had like little numbers on the board I think that measured the sort of how dry it was and stuff like that. I drank, oh, nice. I drank cider all throughout uni because it was Bath, you know. Yeah. It was just cider, cider. So I don't have cider anymore. I have one cider, my teeth rattle. Yeah. You know, it's that sort of thing. I drank cider at uni because I didn't like beer at the time. Sort of thing. Amen. Yeah, I did yeah, exactly the same. Yeah, but it's it's, it's so, yeah, big big fan of cider. I had a cider the, the other day. And I was like, oh, why don't I drink cider more these days? <laughs> it's nice when you rediscover a drink like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good summer drink, I think. Yeah, cider. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had a snake bite for the first oh, time since uni the other day, and then you have it and you go, "Oh yeah, that that's why that did the job." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uni. yeah. yeah. So I'll go quick. So how how old are you, Morgan? If you don't, I'm twenty nine. I turn thirty next month. Okay. You can ask me this question because when I was younger, when we were younger, snake bite was lager and cider, but yeah. it was it was just the color of that. And snake bite and black was if it had the black current in. Yes. Whereas I've learned recently from um, the local student union near to, to me now, where I live, that if you ask if you ask for a snake bite, you get the black current automatically. If you ordered a snake bite in your student union days, would you be getting the black current? Yes, you would. So you don't have to specify the black current. Don't have to specify. Oh, okay. I know that because I've poured. Thousands of them yeah. when I was at uni, and we used to do the two pinters as well. You know when you get when you go down to the rugby, oh, wow. and there was a way you had to do it. I think you had to do, yeah, you had to do the the cider first, then the lager, and then you had to do a big S in the cordial yeah. at the top, oh, okay. and you had to lap it twice. So it's sort <laughs> of like a, a sort of like a, a maxi cocktail. Yeah, yeah, there's a trick to it. It's like a 
Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. When I was trying to fill the CV afterwards, yeah. I did try and make it. Yeah, I do cocktails. Extra, yeah, I do cro- cocktails. <laughs> yeah. When you're doing that first job and all you've got yeah. is like. Full clean driving uh, license. Yeah. 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 Well, I remember when I was applying for all, all these data jobs, all my old job, all, when I was doing all my apprenticeships, all my. I, I was a laborer, I was a roofer, I was a, I was a mascot for years. Uh, you were a mascot? I was a mascot. I was, I was Derry the Green Dragon at Glamorgan Cricket Club. <laughs> And all of a sudden, <laughs> you're extrapolating all these traits and experiences yeah. to go, I'm actually really so suited for corporate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just what you want for data analysis. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah, I can really think on my feet, especially like the time I was Derry the Green Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so Bath, Bath sort of, as you mentioned, a big big rugby yeah. hot, hotbed. And one thing I know about university rugby teams is they like a strange punishment pint were there any strange things that you had to pour for people i wouldn't say strange but the, you, you're talking your classic your dirty pint give us what's left in the trays at the bottom right and then whoever was you know dick of the week that week yeah. would have to like down that. sock and all that stuff all that nonsense yeah. yeah and i'll be honest with you i really egged it on yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was totally complicit if yeah, anything like, the spearhead yeah saving up stuff from trays <laughs> yeah we got, the, we got the bucket we used to mop the floor if you want that yeah. <laughs> But I tell you what, though, we're all so tight. I literally went to a birthday this Saturday. Yeah. And I, and I sort of disappeared for a few years when I went and did comedy. And so I moved to London earlier this year. They were all, you know, Bath Union, they're all Lincoln Bankers insurers, yeah. aren't they? And all, all they're all still tight as hell. And really? we, all, we all still pop for pints. And like, I've come out as well since uni. Yeah. And they all come to the queer events like oh, uh, nice. I, I, I perform at. They don't bloody care. Is there booze there? Yeah, are you there? Yeah. Wicked. <laughs> That's the two things. I mean. yeah. 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 Simple, simple, yeah. simple taste. Morgan, you, you get two draft choices here at the Moon Underwater. What is your first selection going to be? Well, it's it's a classic. I'm sure you, you talk about it every other episode. It's got to be Guinness. Oh, yep, it's it is, Guinness. It is the most picked drink in Moon Underwater. Dan, have you got any stats? It is. On I it? have. I have got the stats. I think. I think I slightly overestimated a few weeks ago, but it's uh, you are the 27th person <laughs> of all time to choose it, and already the seventh person in the Premier League era. Since me and Robbie took over. Wow. Um, And uh, yeah, so very popular, very popular drink. um, I adore it. People love it. I just, just everything about it. um, It's just, I love the aesthetic of it. I love the look of it. I love, to me, that's my winter drink. We'll go on, my other draft is my summer drink. Guinness is my winter drink. When's the crossover point? Oh well, I think it's the moment it gets sunny. I would be honest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be honest, I I, I don't I'm, I'm never really in the mood for a drink. The, the moment the sun's out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm a big day drinker. I love a drink. Oh, I love a day drink. drink. <laughs> oh, it's great. I'm, it's my it's my like my dream now. Like if I go to have a drink in the evening, I will won't sleep very well. Be a mm-hmm. bit like oh, and then the next day I'm tired. I make bad eating decisions. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of draw a lot a lot of downsides. My dream now is to go out maybe two o'clock to the pub, drink till like six. Yeah. Drink, go home, <laughs> food, water, 
sobered up by the night time and I'm fine the next day. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% behind you. I adore it. You're more alive. I'm a more of a day person than a night person anyway. So I don't have to, I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like a kid waiting for Christmas. <laughs> Can I start drinking yet? Yeah. <laughs> you just go out in the day and you go home and you get a full night's sleep. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so that Guinness, I just, I just love, do you know what I love about Guinness? The hunt. The adventure. Oh. You got, no one ever goes, oh, you got to go to this one. Oh, they do a good Thatcher's. No one's yeah. saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Have you tried the cause light? Everyone goes, they do a great Guinness. They do yeah. a great, and it's finding that place that does a good Guinness. And especially with my job, I'm here, there, everywhere. Sometimes I can go, I found a good Guinness. Mm. I found a good Guinness. I can go to my, especially I've just moved to London. I'm just telling all my friends, I found a good Guinness. I found a good Guinness. Yeah. And I just, to me, it's like a signal. It's, it's like a signal of I'm having a chat. Yeah. To me, yeah. a Guinness is a chat, chat drink. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it. What is that amazing Irish pub? Um, right by Soho the Square. Tuka, tuka. Toucan, Toucan. Yeah, I was getting the pecan yeah. in my head, the Toucan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not the pecan. It's around the corner, there's some nice cakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But just there, just that, that's the one thing I love about London. I've just moved to London, is that it is such a great pub city. Yeah. And again, people outside, just outside having a drink. On, on their yeah. two feet, talking. Oh, I love it so much. And it just, again, I've been to the Guinness factory. No, no. I, oh, it's superb. I had the worst argument I've ever had with an ex there. Uh, <laughs> and like, what was it about? Was it about? Was it about? It was about, it was about it? how we were both brilliant. We're just too brilliant. It was about this is not the best kid is ever. And it was, it was, and I've been waiting for it for so long. I mean, yeah. this massive argument. And we were going through, and I know it really annoyed him. Because like we were in a really bad place, but I'm like I'm just like a kid, asking him to take photos of me next to things. I, just, I, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> They've all come out blurred. There's like yeah. half of you in most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's photoshopped all yeah, of them. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, the Guinness factory is phenomenal. Is it? It's so it's beautiful. It's really interesting. Like I don't know about you when it comes to like museums. Um, I like yeah. a museum, but I spend most of the time reading the plaque on the side. Yeah, and the, it, it, the Guinness factory really is like that, and it's really immersive. It, it's it's so superb, and then right at the top, you can actually get a pint as well. You see the whole of Dublin. I walked past it a couple of months ago when I was in Dublin, and the it sounds mad, but just how many lorries were just constantly coming out or bringing in Guinness? <laughs> like it was that like they were queuing down the street to get in. And and out and all this sort of stuff because because I mean they do get through a lot of games yeah, in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I know. I'd love I'd love to go sometime. Yeah, and I'm like I'm even into like the history of like how how uh, the the image of it has all changed. Like when, mm. so when you see the pumps, you know it's a square red box and like and and then the different logo changes and the way they've incorporated all those different primary colours after a certain while it gives it almost like the tropical feel you just go oh my god I'm in love with this pint <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean the, the marketing for Guinness is is unbelievable isn't it it's just it's just interesting looking at old Guinness ads and yeah the old token ads and that kind of thing you know all saying Guinness is good for you all of that fascinating <laughs> yeah is it loads of iron or something yeah yeah, yeah 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 there's also loads of alcohol in it yeah yeah <laughs> just yeah yeah overall but I've um it's interesting that you're really into it because um when you drink it you, 
but you waste a bit, don't you? A little bit. Yeah, because because I don't know if you know this, but Guinness actually did a uh, they commissioned a survey about pen. You'd be the same. It's been a survey of people who've uh, got uh, facial hair, and they're actually um, <laughs> 162,719 pints of Guinness go to waste every year through facial hair. Because that's brilliant. So, yeah. so had no idea what the hell. I thought you'd gone yeah. mad or something <laughs> when you started talking. I was going, what are you yeah. doing? That's no, true. Right. And they worked it out how much gets trapped in a beard or a moustache with every sip. And then they sort of worked out roughly how many people are likely to have facial hair. Then they did what you like this. They did yeah. all the maths, worked out how many how many pints of Guinness were drunk. And uh yeah, and it's and that's that's like half a million dollars worth of Guinness just gets sort of lost in beards and moustaches but we've got quite good facial hair so maybe that's the secret mm. that is yeah so <laughs> good, well there's yeah. all these people putting olive oil into their yeah, skin yeah, 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 yeah. All, those, all those rollers you know what you need key to your luxuriant beard yeah. just booze yeah. Yeah. just yeah. pouring booze into it <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like an alcoholic Mr. Twit yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fabulous what's your second choice Morgan for your draft it is. Uh, I did want to do because I think honourable mentioning. I, uh, I listened to the Glenn Moore episode, yep. and I was so on board with. I think there should be non-alcoholic beers on draft. Yeah, but he's covered that, so I got a booze one. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, Jubel Peach Lager. Oh yes. Oh, is that nice? Yeah. Uh, hey! What's that yes. materialising in front of us? Yeah, what's that? Tell us, tell us about the beer, Morgan, while it slowly materialises. I came to it late. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, it, you, it does sort of go against, so it's like a peach lager, which very much goes against my ethos of beers um, <laughs> with regards to stop putting weird things in yeah. it. Stop, <laughs> stop, I'm all, I'm all stop for... Stop putting in, vitamins in, yeah. yeah I'm all yeah. for invention and creativity and you never know unless you do something new, but stop putting blackberries in my stout. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't want a chocolate <laughs> cider. You know? <laughs> but, but, you know, each to their own. But, yeah. but, but I, I found this in one of my favourite pubs in Bristol, it is um, the Crown, just around the corner from the Mother's Ruin, and it's 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 a brilliant pub. And I, I, I whenever someone says, "Oh, where should I go out in Bristol?" I always go, "You got to go to either the Avon Packet, which is one of my favourite pubs on the planet, or uh, Mother's Ruin and the Crown, and they sell this here, and it's just got that brilliant fresh crispness and the sharpness of a pint." as you'd imagine, but also just that little bit of something different. Yeah. Mm. And, and again, I think it's, I'm too scarred for my cider days, but I still want a little something. <laughs> yeah. Want a little bit of fruit there. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not sickly, I think is the word I'm searching for. Yeah. It, there's a place in Norwich where I live um, called uh, Junkyard. Marcus and Junkyard. Maybe just Junkyard. It's a sort of like, I guess, like sort of, Food, lots of little food stall type things over the summer, and the bar there sells this. That's what it makes me think of here. Let's open it up and then, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you want to. There's no, no requirement to. That's not a bit of Dutch courage. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Oh, that yeah. is nice. Just the right amount of peach, isn't it? That, exactly, you hit the nail on the head there. Do you find it gets too much after a while, or do you find it's fine for a long session? Are you quite happy with that all evening? Yes, I am because it's just again just that right side yeah. of not too peachy for me. And um can I? Yes, have I definitely. <laughs> Will I again almost certainly. I've had some brilliant nights on it. Because again, I I love steins. Oh. And they sell them in steins. Oh really? Yeah, they can do. 
I mean, in fairness, you can you can pour any drink into yeah, the yeah, sign. Yeah, the fine. more I say it out loud, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they t- they typically they can put it in the sun. I love it. I adore it. I've just come back from Oktoberfest in Munich. <gasps> the steins there with liters steins of beer. Incredible. It's, they're so heavy. <laughs> I love a beer, Keller. Yeah. I lo- I, it's so much fun. Yeah, I was. I'm. Re- I really. Want, I was going to turn thirty this year. I was going to do that as my third. But no, I'm, I'm November, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. if I can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got. Yeah, it's. It's. I'd well recommend it. It's. It's so good. Dan, what, what do you know about um, about Jubel? Well, the thing that I think you'd quite like, Robbie, is that it's um, Jesse Wilson who co-founded the company that make it. Uh, he was inspired by an apres ski drink that he oh. had called. Uh, it was called a demi pêche, which nice. is a pint of lager with a peach top. And so he um, he just thought it was incredible, and so he went and started experimenting himself. I think he's basically just sort of bought a bit like you were doing when you were making beers. Just bought the kit and started experimenting, and nice. then took took this peach beer along to a festival no proper branding or anything and just sold out and he said he'd like quit his job the next day and Super. that was it yeah so and they do an elderflower one and a grapefruit one as well I so. see what you mean about this being a summer beer yeah <laughs> it yeah. tastes of summer sort of yeah thing. it has that everything about it the fruitiness of it the sweetness of it and to me just it just <laughs> I just already I'm, I've got I got sunlight I've got mm. the daylight in my brain whenever I sip it yeah. Reminds me of um, a bit of having canned peaches. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had canned peaches in years, but that's what yeah. that was. That was the hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I've canned peaches quite. A I get through quite a lot of canned peaches these You're days. A big fan. Well, I've started making um, overnight oats. Oh, and you can get you can get the peach juice and put the pe- peach juice from the can into your oats overnight with milk or plant milk, whatever you're using, but then keep the peach back and then chop that up over the top. Whenever I make overnight nice. oats, they stay overnight for nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake <laughs> up in the morning and think, I'll have those another. Yeah, yeah they have a massive liar yeah, whenever yeah, I yeah. make <laughs> overnight oats. <laughs> it's at the end of the week, I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, terrific. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. It's going very well. Session like a 4%. That's the, that's the dream yeah. session. It's really nice. Percentage, isn't it? It's only as I'm getting older that I'm actually looking at the oh, percentages yeah. now. Mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you the percentage of anything I've ever drunk. No, we had um, Richard Archer from the band Hardfire on the other day, and he was, he was saying um, he picked K cider. I had no idea. I used to drink it all the time. It was like seven and a half percent. Yeah. I didn't know. It was like five or something. Just didn't don't look in those no. days. Do you? Now just... it's the first thing I go to bar. I go right. Look at all these beers. Let's see which ones are the lowest. Yeah. yeah. I remember me and all my single friends at uni used to go to the Bath Cider Fest because it was always uh, it was always on Valentine's Day. Wow. And so everyone else that had uh, girlfriends or boyfriends or partners, they would not be going to the cider festival. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, essentially a, a yeah. singles meetup. But there you would we would go up the rankings. And, you know, I think you'd have Bee Sting, which was like fifteen percent or something. Oh, you would work God. your way up to that, and then wonder why you were single. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of thinking on the way home at the end of the yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of self reflection. Uh, brilliant. Um, well, I looked up, you're from Merthyr Tidville. Yes. I looked up Merthyr Tidville pubs, because I've never been out in Merthyr Tidville. Most of the articles I find were about one pub called the Wyndham Arms. 
Are you familiar with this? No, I, I'm not. Uh, so you'll have to fill me in. Well, uh, this is a description. <laughs> it was uh, from the Daily Mirror, which is an article about it. The Wyndham Arms in Merthyrville has a reputation for having an older clientele who are not afraid of having a scrap. <laughs> Locals said that strangers from other parts of Wales would turn up at the pub but would not stop long. One said... They're either carried out or they're knocked out. Surely that could be both. Reviews online describe it as a popular haunt for ex-miners and boxers and not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> Unfortunately, the booze appear to be temporarily closed. At the end of 2020, it was forced to shut for two weeks for not enforcing coronavirus restrictions. <laughs> that sounds about right. So, wow. yeah. Uh, but that was the end. That seems to be, it was on a, some show about Britain's hardest pubs as well. What are the highlights? It's the same thing about the landlord being called Auntie Becky. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are the highlights of the Merthyr pub scene? Oh, well, I tell you what, I'm just a little bit down. I'm sort of like, because there's, there's Merthyr, Merthyr. I always say Merthyr because no one knows exactly where okay. I'm from. So I'm from like Trelewis, Quaker's Yard, Harris area, just a little bit outside. You're right, but I've never that, heard of any of those places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Merthyr, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is just your classic sort of, AK that that pub yeah it, it, I, which i love i love I, those pubs. i love the i love, i feel awful i feel so torn and conflicted about it because my favorite pubs are the ones where inside it's cozy it's got age it's got experience it's made all centered around the start with a nice big beer garden but typically on the outside it's very brexity <laughs> so, <laughs> it doesn't look out of place having a union jack there you yeah, know I, mean, yeah. I was like okay if we just take that down yeah, uh, it's but, a way perfect but I, yeah. I love going into a pub and op- all the optics there's sticky notes saying yeah. double up for a quid you know all that <laughs> sort of stuff yeah. that sort of pub where they've got they've got the draft and then when you order a pint underneath you hear the can cracking <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about because I was going to say a lot of these a lot of these pubs here are um this this sort of pub I quite, genuinely quite like because when you get in there, you tend not to get attacked unless you do something bad, <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. And it is they're quite friendly places, sort of thing. They are to friendly. a point. Yeah, yeah, they are friendly places. I like it because now I since coming out as well, like I try and make sure I am a bit more visibly queer. I mean, I'm not today. I look like I'm on my way to the polo. But I, <laughs> but like I, I like walking into these pubs in a skirt I, I, and an order in a Guinness. Mm. <laughs> I've I've got into skirts. Oh really? I, I love skirts. Yeah, because for ages I, I've always wanted to wear a skirt. I'm from um, my family are from Scotland, mm. and I wore um, I, I like wearing my kilt. Yeah. Right, occasionally, and um, and I've always every time, whenever you'd see like. David Beckham in a sarong or something. You think, oh, maybe men's skirts are going to become mainstream and all this. And it was, and they kept being all these forced dawns of skirts. And I always yeah. thought, I just want to wear a skirt. <laughs> and then recently, like Harry Styles, and there've been quite a few sort of fashion people wearing yeah. skirts. I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to get a skirt. And I got a skirt, and it's brilliant. It's I so, love it. it's, it's so, so nice. It's so great because sometimes you want to go. I want, I just want to wear shorts, but I don't want to wear shorts. I want to yeah. wear something short, short. Oh, a skirt, wicked. Yeah. And bum bags are back in, so you don't have to worry about your pockets too much. Oh, you see, I know I got one with a good pocket. It's a long black skirt, sort of, there's sort of buckly type, but a nice pocket in the back. Brilliant, love it. Yeah, <laughs> slightly, slightly side there. Think. Yeah, but it, it, again, I, I, I think they're so comfy. Yeah. I think the skirts are so comfy. Yeah, I do, I do. I want to get more skirts. But I don't know, I don't know what I want in a skirt. I'm so new to the world of skirts, but need to experiment. 
I do. Yeah. 100%. Don't get me, the high heels are a nightmare, but. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not go too far. Yeah. That's, that, it's all about the comfort for me. Yeah. It doesn't fit in. Just, yeah. yeah. But these sort of pub, I, I, I love them as well because when I first started drinking, or like going out with the like the lads, it was uh, playing rugby on the on the on the Saturday Friday on the Saturday Sunday, you know, yeah. under under sixteens, you know, and, and then going up to eighteens. You know, so when you go to like a, a, a local rugby football club, and there would be the main area, but then if you go through that door, you go to the bar bit. Yeah, <laughs> and I that's what I I they're the aesthetics, they're the places I mm. love. But maybe it's just all stem from those memories of I, I I just drinking and having an absolute riot with my friends and all their parents we'd all drink together and it was I just only remember that time being joyous even but though you, is... you could have lost horrifically that day and we'd all still drink and have a great time but that that makes total sense doesn't it like if you you have those experiences in those pubs then you're going to have those warm memories of them so that's what that's what the great thing about the pub is I think yeah, like you just have those those. It's all about nostalgia and memories, and walking into a place and going, "Oh God, remember that time this happened?" Or you know, we, we got hammered again. You know, in the rugby, I mean, and and <laughs> yeah. and, and then and then we got hammered again afterwards. Yeah, I think it's all that's all what makes a pub a great place. Yeah, no, yeah. I adore it. <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We need to continue making your pub, though, and you get two bottles or cans. Sure thing. Yeah, what's your first choice? My first choice is, and I was going to make it one of my drafts, but is Clearhead. It is a non-alcoholic lager from a Bristol beer factory. Never had it. It's super, It's a pint. It's There's no other way of describing it, really. Oh, yeah. It's like having a pint. And uh, I've had some other sort of non-alcoholic lager, because I go through periods of not drinking as well. Yeah. Um, if I've got a project coming up or I'm, I'm traveling a lot, I need to protect my voice or just other bits and bobs sort of thing. Like, I'll be honest, I'm a binge drinker. <laughs> so I, I, the way I drink now is I pencil in a drink. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll go, oh, I'll have a drink in four or five weeks' time. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll just, I'll be clean an angel up until then. And then 
I am a monster. <laughs> but... It's definitely something that gets discussed a lot more now, al- alcohol-free or low-alcohol beers, isn't it? And yeah. I mentioned here that I will... There'll be some nights where I'll, I'll just have them and some nights where I'll have them every third drink or something like that, rotate them in to prolong the session a bit more sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. But even though it's so glamorous saying about having the pint of it, I think it, that was a big thing for me whenever mm. I'm non, uh, having non-alcoholic beers is, oh, if I can have a pint of it. Mm. Like, so it's like when you go dancing in the club, isn't it? I just, I just want something in my hand. I went I went to the Village Inn, the gay bar in Birmingham this weekend. I just needed to have a Diet Coke in my hand. That's all that, like before I would have had pint, 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 pint. Gin, 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 gin. But I was trying, it turns out I just needed something in my hand. I was a baby with a pacifier, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but this is what this clear head's brilliant. It's, it's a really crisp, light lager. It's similar to Jubel, but just without the peach. And it's, it was the first pint, it's the first non-alcoholic pint I had when I went, that's a drink. This, yeah. This isn't a pretend. This it's not is a poor a, version of what you want. It's exactly. Just, yeah. I, I love, I'm going to try that then. Clear head. You and this is... Uh, it's Bristol Beer Factory, isn't it? Did you have it in Bristol first? Yeah, I used yeah. to live across the road from it. Oh, from okay. Bristol Beer Factory. I, um, my whole seven years there, so it was really, I was really fortunate. It's because it's quite, it's it's a, it's got an interesting thing about the beer as well, because it was um, made in collaboration with Talk Club, which is. Uh, do you know much about Talk Club? No, of it. Yeah. The, yeah. Again, the gym I used to go to used to have reserve a space for that for Talk oh, Club. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah. It's just a place for people to go and sort of talk over issues and, you know, and get support from the local community and network right. and just chat. And they wanted, and, and, and to sort of talk about feelings and that kind of thing. And it's been a little idea that I think, I think it started in Bristol. Yeah. And it's sort of grown around the world, I think. Um, and then they wanted to have a non-alcoholic beer that you could have at the at meetings and stuff. And so they they collaborated with Bristol Beer Factory to make this. And they they donate money to Talk Club as well. So so when you buy one, you can feel doubly good about doing it. Yeah. It's a bit of money going somewhere nice as well. Yeah. I really thoroughly recommend the Bristol Beer Factory as well. It's a great they they've brilliant gifts, Clearhead. I got those friends that don't drink, either whether it's faith based or just decide to knock it on the head. It's whenever I go back to Bristol, I swing by the Bristol Beer Factory and I think there's a deal where you can literally just go in with a cardboard box and they'll fill it up for a certain amount. Oh nice. Um yeah, with the cans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sloquid sloshing everywhere yeah. as you leave, yeah. And um, and it's a it's a brilliant gift. I've given to so many of my friends that don't drink and they've just got oh game changer. Thank you so much. But it's great, isn't it? I mean, I think it's such a growing thing. I don't, I don't think I realised till we started doing this how much a, of a growing thing the low and no alcohol sort of markets become. Like we've, you're the sixth person already who's either chosen a no alcohol or low alcohol, and everyone's chosen a different beer as well. Oh, so it's kind of like it just shows you not only people starting to drink them, but there's a breadth of choice starting to be around and people are finding beers that they really like that they can drink as much as they want of and you know the tastes are getting much better and that kind of thing so it's a real growing movement isn't it well i was speaking with my dad the other day because my dad's one of my best drinking buddies and we were saying i i really hope we move to well i think it's like a little mini wish of mine i hope we move to a world where there's the sober pub and the booze pub 
So yeah. you just go, oh, let's meet up. To, let's meet up tonight. So you just go, oh, I've got something on tomorrow. We'll go to the sober one. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, it's still like, because you don't want to go for a coffee at eight o'clock, do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or or it's like, we'll do an activity. It's like, I kind of want to tell you about my relationship. Mm. Yeah. I can't yeah. really do that. While I'm ice skating, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. great, isn't it? Because it, there's definitely a need for that. Because I, sometimes I think I want to go out and do something, but I don't want to drink. I don't want to go to the cinema. I just want to go, I don't want to drink, go to say coffee because I'm, I want to sleep afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, sober pubs are good. But I think just, yeah, just go to the sober pub. Yeah. And you still get that. Cause I, I, again, I think the pub is so conjurative. Just just whatever it is about the interior design or logic yeah. or magic that is, it's just such a great place to chat and laugh. And it captures it all, doesn't it, as well? He rebounds off the walls. I, I love it. And I wouldn't want to lose that for being sober. So I think it's just a great place for sober people is sober pubs. Maybe it's, a it's like idea. when we were at, when we were at uni in our student union bar in Norwich, there was the main bar where people could smoke in. There was a back bar uh, yeah. that was non-smoking. Yeah. Maybe it's like that now, but the next level with drinking, you can have a main bar, you can drink, but there's also a little side bar just purely for non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that. It's nice. What, I mentioned... Bristol being good for pubs, but it's great for breweries as well, isn't it? There's so many good ones. Left-handed giant. Oh that. yeah, that's, that, so that's, that's and that's a great place to go for a drink as well. The one right by, by the river, right by that's the river. Lovely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good stuff. And that's the good thing about Bristol. Don't worry, it's hilly, but you can you can walk around it really yeah. well. And it's a great it's a great pub crawl city. It's a great one on an industrial estate that I've been to in Bristol. What kind of it's called? Now? Oh, I know exactly. South it's Bristol. It's um park park something. Oh, I used, to, I used to not live too far from it, I so I know, know exactly what you mean. I oh, know I miss uh, Bristol. The Cat and Wheel. I used to love the Cat and Wheel. <laughs> the karaoke every Thursday, Sunday. No one can sing. No, no, it's exactly the pub Thursday I love. and Sunday. Yeah, Thursday and wow. Sunday. You know, there's sandwiches there in Cling Firm on the side. They've been there longer than I've been yeah. going there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got Clearhead in there. Uh, another bottle or can. A uh, bottle this time. Uh, ben McPon, I might mispronounce this one because I don't think I've ever actually said it out loud. I've always just grabbed it off the shelf. Uh, um, DV Katana Malbec. Oh. I, don't, yeah. I know Malbec, but I don't know the specific Malbec. What, no. what's, the, what's the thinking behind this? The thing behind it is it's, uh, nice. it's, it's really nice and it's always on offer in Sainsbury's. <laughs> <laughs> A friend of mine um, introduced me to it, my brilliant friend Chris Fay. But I used to grow my divorced parents, can you tell? But my dad always <laughs> used to have a different lodger and, uh, quite frequently. And for some reason, he just went through wine merchant after wine merchant after wine merchant. So I did, you know, that sort of I'll have a glass with dinner sort of thing. So I had so much wine growing up mm. that I, I, similar to cider, I, I sort of turned off it after mm. a while all these wine merchants that my dad lived with <laughs> but then i started dating again i was like well i need i can't go do you i'll, I'll be i can't do you want a guinness with our tie tonight so, <laughs> there you go all right let's and then someone introduced me to um my brilliant friend chris Faye. He said i think you want to try this Mal- malbec he has a fair play to him. He'd be doing some research by himself. <laughs> <laughs> and he just found it. And literally now, for well, the clear head's my gift for everyone that doesn't drink. This wine is my gift for everyone that does drink. Nice. I like the sound of this. Dan, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know. Uh, I didn't know anything about it because I'm not, not a wine expert. But it's quite interesting. Like their families, um, 
as kind of responsible for bringing uh, Argentina, putting Argentina on the wine map, the people that, that make it. And their uh, Adriana Vineyard is quite famous because it's at 5,000 feet above sea level. And the um, uh, Nicholas Catina Zapata, who started it, had um, done this sort of loads of research and found out that grapes at exactly that altitude or in that area mature really well because of the the air and the soil and the, and all that kind of thing. There's, there's loads of science gone into it. Yeah. And basically they just sort of say that they focused on entirely on quality and that's sort of what they're famous for, is why, why it's such a good wine. Oh, wow. 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 I'll tell you what it's beautiful. Oh, just, it's worth looking up, the vineyards. <laughs> oh, I'll show okay. you this. I'll show you this while... Like their vineyard looks absolutely stunning. Look, look at that! Oh wow! Good lord, dude. it's like a sort of a weird <laughs> castle <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's it just looks. This is all in the Andes. Look at that Ooh. Andes mountains. Not great radio. Not great podcasting. <laughs> yeah. But it's a but it's a what you know a, a, a vineyard with this background of sort of snow capped mountains just looks incredible. It gives me God of War sort of like yeah, Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Energy. uh, Is it red wine that you generally go for when you drink wine? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. White wine in the summer, uh, red wine in the. You're stuck to your seasons, aren't you? I do. (laughs) You've got to mix it up a little bit. I tell you what, it's a bit naughty, but it's a little hack. Um, no one ever really looks up a wine when you buy it for them. So one thing I did used to do is buy that wine because it's about a tenner in Sainsbury's. And I used to go to a wine shop and say, if I give you a fiver, can you wrap this up like it's expensive? And then, oh, nice. <laughs> oh, nice. So then when I used to give it to people, I used to pretend it was much more expensive than it was. <laughs> that's a great trick. <laughs> that's, that's incredible commitment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do you know a lot? Do you know much about wine? Do you, do you, do you have any no, I, I've got, I've got a broke. I got, I, I lost my sense of smell when I was a t- teenager. So I haven't got unless something's strong. I don't massively pick yeah. it up, but, you know, sort of thing. Which, which I'm, we're getting, I'm so glad I do have a sense of taste a bit. So a lot of when it comes to wine, it's drinkable or not drinkable, really. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I wish I had a you know an articulate palate and a deep palate, yeah. but. I'd like to I'd like to know more about food and wine matching. But I, did, I met a sommelier once, and he was saying to me, "What you want to do is match it with food from the area, because when historically these things have come up because it's the wine that fits in with the food sort of thing. So a lot of the time, if you are getting a white wine from next to the coast, it's probably going to go with seafood and stuff like that, which I find quite sense. interesting. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I wonder what it is for the. Andy's Mountains. If you have, if you have a know. goat. Goats. Yeah. 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 Mountain sheep. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where else. Al- alpacas. Alpacas. Yeah. yeah. Alpaca burger. Yeah. Great. A couple of, couple of lovely mm. choices there. And now, Morgan, do you enjoy a pub quiz? <laughs> I do enjoy. I'm rubbish, Adam. Well, I also am not great, which is going to be an interesting challenge then, because, Dan, it's time for your pub quiz. Okay, phones away, put a gag on Siri, it's quiz time. Elvis's black belt was in karate. I saw it on QI. No half points for saying JK Rowling is the lead singer of Jamiroquai. Moira Stewart. No, I'm afraid it was Gordon Honeycomb. It is the pub quiz, uh, and you'll be both glad to know in that case that um you got 50 50 chance with each question on this so 
It's not too bad. Or, or more, if you know the answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Obviously, um, yeah. Morgan, you've, I, you've done a couple of videos. You mentioned you're uh, turning 30 soon. You've done a couple of videos about what you wish you'd known at the start of your 20s that you know now. <laughs> yeah. Which are, which are great. They're on your Instagram for anyone who wants to go and watch them. So I sort of thought I'd do a quiz about, it's about turning 30, yeah. basically. Oh, wow. So, um, so for example... Was Michael J. Fox over or under 30 when he played Marty in Back to the Future? The answer is he was under. He was 28 for Back to the Future Part 3. Okay. He was 23 when he did Part 1. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's good, okay. and, it's good and bad because some of these are going to be people who've achieved things at an incredibly young age going to make <laughs> us all feel useless. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay, so uh, the way this works, I'm going to ask, I'll do three questions. Have a think about them. Don't answer now. And we'll uh, do the answers in the second sure. part of the podcast. Okay. okay. Question one. Was Alexander Graham Bell older or younger than 30 when his patent for the telephone was granted? I've worded that carefully because there's quite a lot of stuff now that we think he wasn't the first person to invent the telephone. So, right. uh, but, uh, yeah, we don't want to get into that. Yeah. The letters we'll get. <laughs> uh, telephone enthusiasts. Was Sean Connery, this is question two, was Sean Connery older or younger than 30 when filming took place for his first role as James Bond in Doctor No? And the third question, was Beyonce older or younger than 30 when she released her first solo album, Dangerously in Love? Okay. I don't know the answer to any of those, but I can guess. But you've got a 50-50 chance. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much for your pub quiz. That is the end of the first half. It's time to leave those of you who don't support the Moon Underwater on Patreon. If you don't subscribe, head to moonunderpod.com and sign up to get ad-free extended episodes a day early, a monthly bonus podcast, and access to the Moon Underwater Social Club on Facebook. We'll see you soon in part two, where we'll carry on creating Morgan's dream pub. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.